Welcome to Rogue Finances. I'm Joe Holberg, founder and CEO of Holberg Financial, and you're listening to Stories of Personal Finances for Millennials by Millennials. I'm in Chicago today with my amazing co-host, Sarah Clem, who is the Director of Expansion of Charge, a women's health and fitness organization that liberates women from the elliptical. We're joined today by our guest, Ariel Nagel, a Washington, D.C.-based uh, teacher for the first of a three-part series based on her financial questions. As always, we're here today in our podcast studio at 1871, Chicago's entrepreneurship tech hub, high above the Chicago River, where we had the following conversation. And so, Ariel, uh, as our guest, we'll kick it over to you uh, since these are your questions. So what's on your mind? Hi, guys. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so. The big question that's on my mind right now is that I'm planning a vacation in August and it's going to be two weeks long and I, it's with my boyfriend and we've started putting away money, but I have no idea how much we should be saving or, so I don't know if, if we're on target or not. And I was hoping you could help me figure out what's normal for people to spend on a trip. Well, I just want to hope that you're not going to Peru with your boyfriend. <laughs> I can tell you that probably won't work well. Yeah, uh, we're going to steer clear of that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And and did you say that you had any money saved already? We do. We have um, $1,600 saved and we've already purchased our plane tickets. So that's besides plane tickets. Okay. So you've already, wow. um, the, the $1,600 is is now going to be used for whatever expenses are next right okay and then where are you going we are going to portugal we're going to lisbon okay um and we're also gonna head down to morocco and casablanca for a couple days as well okay and then so just that this is clearly an international trip which i think is always my first question when I talk to people about travel is, is it domestic or is, is it international? Yours is clearly international. Mm -hmm. And then the next mm -hmm. question is, you know, when you go to Morocco and Casablanca, um, are those things that you think you can get to um, by cheap air or boat? Or how are you trying to manage transit once you get to Portugal? Once we get there... I mean, my boyfriend wanted to look at flights. I'm perfect. I'm honestly terrified of flying foreign air that isn't. Um, I should not say that. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're, we're, I'm not sure what we're going to do. What would you recommend? I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid of foreign air travel in particular. <laughs> um, last time I saw a, crash was a long time ago. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the point wasn't to really hammer home what type of travel. It was just sort of to estimate the, the cost around the, the travel once you're there, right? And so, you right. know, I mean, I think travel in Europe, once you get there for a short flight on a small plane, you're probably looking at like 60 to 100 bucks a ticket, right? Mm -hmm. All right. You know, and, and so uh, a boat might be comparable, right? 40 bucks, 40 euros, right? And of course, there's an exchange rate and all that. So let's just let's just imagine you need a flight to Morocco and then let's just make it simple. A flight to Casablanca and then a flight back to Portugal, right? And okay. if each right. one of those is $100 US, um, that's 
one, two, three more small flights per person. So that's six hundred dollars in flights once you land in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now there there might be cheaper options. Like I said, you might find a, a boat line or a, a a ferry or something depending on the distance. I haven't looked at my map, which. Uh, is embarrassing from a geography standpoint, um, <laughs> but you you know at least you you've got maybe five six hundred dollars in uh, additional airfare once you get there. So the the point of doing okay. this is to uh, I, I think the way I usually approach it is saying you know what are my main sort of uh, categories of expenses. Um, mm-hmm. Plane tickets both to and during are of course some of the largest tickets. Um, the next one is going to be lodging. Right. And so if you're there for two weeks, let's just call it 14 nights, um, you know, what kind of style of travel do you guys do? Are you hostile um, people like do you stay in hostels for 10, 20 bucks a night or are you like we're going to stay in a hotel uh, for for 50, 60 dollars a night? Hmm. Well, I we're definitely not hostile people. OK, fair enough. We I do imagine that we were going to look for Airbnb options. Sure. Oh, that's really smart. I, um, so I've stayed in hostels and I definitely recommend them. They are a lot nicer than I think what their impression is. Especially in Europe, right? Yes. I've Mm -hmm. stayed in them in, um, Guatemala and like even there, it was not that bad. And (laughs) I would say Airbnb though is so smart. I wouldn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've got Airbnb, hostels. Uh, and then you also have hotels, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so let's just go the Airbnb route. Same same type of analysis. You got fourteen nights, uh, and and maybe you're at forty bucks a night, um, just just to get an estimate out there. And so that's another five hundred and sixty dollars, you know. And you can play with the numbers. Um, and mm-hmm. then you know, of course, since you're going with your boyfriend, um, you, you treat it as five sixty as a cost, and then you can also divide it by two and say that that's your responsible portion, you know. And so that's two hundred and eighty dollars per person in lodging, if we assume that it's about forty dollars a night, and that may be slightly high or slightly mm-hmm. low, right? Right. And so you know, so far. We're at about $1,200 between these two major categories, um, lodging and then transit once you get there. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. of course, um, the, the next two categories are like activities and food, right? Right. And so, again, it's like, how what, what type of food people are you? Are you going to be happy with, you know, breakfast and lunch? at at a really cost effective rate where you're like picking up something super cheap um or you like we want three square meals a day all at restaurants um and you know we know our price point is going to be a little higher for food so i think that for breakfast and lunch we're fine doing a cost effective option and Mm -hmm. for a few dinners but we do want to experience the cuisine while we're there Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. Um, because right. I mean, this is part of the travel experience. So, um, just doing some, some very quick estimates, right. Let's say that in total you guys spend, you know, let's, let's be safe and say you spend $30 together on breakfast and lunch. 
right? However that ends up and shakes out. Um, you got 14 days. So that's $420 in just uh, breakfast and lunch. And then if we add on and we say, you know, you have 14 days worth of dinners, which are maybe a little more expensive, um, you know, we could call it like $20 a person per meal. Um, that's $40. Your, your grand total for food winds up just under $1,000, which might be um, – uh, that might be a pretty conservative estimate in that you're actually overestimating. Um, and so knowing you're going to spend roughly a thousand on the high end, if you don't go nuts, um, but you might drop it to like 750 if you're a little more conservative or, or prices are a little cheaper. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you're going to be in that price point. And then we go back and we add it on to our previous two categories, which added up to about 1160. Um, and we're at about $2,000 for food, lodging, uh, and then travel once you're there. Perfect. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you want to do stuff, right? You want to mm -hmm. go zip line, jump off a cliff, <laughs> I don't know, skydiving, whatever it is you do in Portugal and Morocco, you might walk on the beach for free. I don't know. But you also <laughs> might do like a guided tour or some fun activity and you throw mm -hmm. in like three, four hundred dollars into that. And essentially the, the moral, the story is outside of your initial um, plane tickets that you've already purchased. What we know is that you're going to spend somewhere between two thousand and twenty five hundred dollars once you get there. Wow, this has been insanely helpful. And you're already so close to the saving that amount. Yeah, yeah, you you like already have you already have sixteen hundred dollars of your twenty five hundred. Mm -hmm. So between the two of you, you need to save five hundred dollars each by August. Uh, and so, you know, you give yourself, let's call it three months, um, you know, that's 150 to $200 per person for the next three months before you're fully funded um, and going over and, and you know, having your trip. Wow. That That's does make exciting. it exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. You Ooh. can you can go to Europe uh, and you can have fun um, without you've you've consciously planned and so you don't have to worry about like squeezing every single penny you know should we get this meal should we get this awesome bottle of portuguese wine uh mm -hmm. or, or maybe port um i'm a big fan of port <laughs> not everyone is i usually get called it's very in. sweet it is very mm -hmm. sweet I, I generally get made fun of by my friends for uh, <laughs> acting acting older than i actually am so yeah i was gonna say my dad really likes port, <laughs> but uh, whatever it's good stuff um, so anyway, how, how does that, does that s square with what you were thinking or does that help answer your uh, question? It helps so much. I didn't expect you to personalize this as much as you did. And I really appreciate your help. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? I mean, not to make like a, a corny point, but it's a good one to end on. But like personal finances is actually quite personal, right? And so had you come to us and, and been like, I got to go to Colombia, the, the conversation would have been very different or the same thing for like right. Vietnam, right? Mm -hmm. um, so. This, this week we covered Portugal. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a, a vacation budget for uh, Southeast Asia or something on next episode. I actually have one that I really want to do. This like inspired me for a future one of 
saving for like bachelorette parties and wedding trips because Mm -hmm. these things are the most expensive suckers I've ever been a part of. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of us are starting to get to those points of our friends getting married. Yeah. (laughs) And you can't say no to Vegas. <laughs> they you, put you, you in can't. a tough spot. Oh no. Yeah. I, I haven't had a bachelor party in, in Vegas, but I did go to New Orleans. So um what we'll do is we'll table that one and we'll certainly come back to it uh in a future episode episode because that's uh it's a it's something that we're doing now more and more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Sarah and Ariel. Uh, and thanks for listening to Rogue Finances. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making this podcast for you. Submit your questions to podcast at holbergfinancial.com and we'll work on answering them on our show just like we did today. You can also check out my book, Rogue Finances, on Amazon. And for fun financial tips and ideas, follow us on the Facebook or the Twitter. We'll see you next time.